0: Hello Warriors, how are you guys doing this evening? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors and uh, tonight is January the 19th, 2024 and guys today I have a full house. I haven't had a full house um, this whole month. it's only been like two or three um, others with me but today I have four uh, with me uh, tonight. Uh, tonight we are discussing the seventh episode of Stranger Things, and it's getting pretty heavy. It's getting pretty heavy, so uh, let's dig into this um, great uh, uh, Netflix series. And tonight, uh, digging in this um, series with me will be Pastor Kevin Stevens. Say hello, Pastor. I hope so. I have best-selling author Joshua Grant with me tonight
1: it's always it's always great to be back and uh and to be on time for change (laughs) Uh, yes uh,
0: well that was the first and only time that you were actually late Joshua
1: and it was going to be the one time I was going to be on time to anything in my life. So, I'm happy to be here on time. So, speaking of time, you know, it's important to the episode, too, right? With the clock. Yes, yes. So, I had, I had Beckna's clock, and it told me to be here on time. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, my girl, Jermella Galt. Hello, everybody. Good evening. And Miss Brittany Bridgeway. Brid- Hello. Hello. Whose birthday was yesterday. So... Happy birthday birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to Brittany,
2: happy birthday to you. My birthday is tomorrow. It sure
0: is. Happy birthday to to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to Jamila, happy birthday to you. you. (laughs) And tomorrow is actually Brian's birthday too. (laughs) Oh, what'd you say, Kevin? I said I got both of them the same thing I got them last year. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You were in it too. Uh, it, um uh, part two with each other. Yeah. You and um, Pastor Kevin, Jamila. Mm hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I That's forgot a while ago. about that.
3: That's
0: a while ago. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. Well, guys, okay, so what do we think about episode seven of Stranger Things? Like I said, be- um, uh, besides the fourth episode and the last episode, this one is my favorite one. So what do you guys think? Uh, how does it rank for you? Uh, Jamela? I'll go with you uh, uh, first. How, how do you like this episode and where does it rank in your favorite
2: Ooh, that's kind of hard um well first of all I had to recap this episode because it's been so long um since I saw it but um I thought it was pretty good I do think it's it's kind of hard to beat the finale um and I have to say this because I haven't been on any of the others um the similarities as a uh, Freddy Krueger fan through yeah. and through. Uh-huh. The similarities from Nightmare on Elm Street in some of the scenes and some of the. I mean, I'm talking about like the actual scenes or the the things that happen are like striking when you yep. go back and really. Yeah, like they I really saw, mirror it. like I saw them like right away. Yeah, like I saw it right away. My kids are like, "What are you talking about?" But they've never seen it. But when I told people and then they would go back and look at it they were like mm-hmm. oh, oh wow wow yeah. like yeah that's because you you guys aren't like true
0: Night not very upstate fans. fans
2: exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: well it was fun it was fun that they got Robert England, you know in there too and like just it was a, like, amazing and like well and even like cinematography wise because like these days, I've been looking at all of that because I'm about to do my first uh, film here. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm always watching cinematography now. And it's just like, it's like s- so similar to the original that they just did such a great nod to it. Mm-hmm. So good. And I've got a
4: brand new 55-inch TV and I'm watching it closer now. And just everything is like,
1: Brittany's <sighs> so just watching it right now. You're, you're cheating, okay? It's not an open book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, right I'm it right now, too. So I, I'm cheating, too, because I'm watching it right now. I got it on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, do you guys see my shirt? Can you guys see my
2: t-shirt? Oh yeah, we oh, can well. see it now. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I am officially a member.
3: <laughs> I um, I've been watching. One of the reasons I've been watching Stranger Things is I don't know when they started doing it, but some of these episodic things on. Um, Netflix in particular, the production values on them are stunning. Um, The scripts hold together. There's not a bunch of times where you see them just flip and lose it. Um, And so I, I can actually sit there and consume their stuff as opposed to sitting there analyzing it all the time. I can just lean back and enjoy it. And that's one of the things that I've enjoyed about, uh, Stranger Things, because I'm older than mummy dust. Right? <laughs> so the, the stuff that they're going back to, I was an adult when that came. I was an adult when Nightmare on Elm Street came out. Um, so looking back on it and seeing how they've re rebranded or reinvented or reimagined the eighties as it was, um, e- even down to the music. Mm, Yeah, I wish. I wish that instead of doing Master of Puppets, I wish they could have done a little bit of time travel and done like either King Nothing or um, Inter Sandman. You know, if you're gonna do Metallica, do the Metallica that I like, right? (laughs) And the Kate don't let Eddie hear you that say that. (laughs) The Kate Bush thing. I never knew that song until the show came out.
1: It was not popular to me back in the 80s when the thing came out. Well, she she herself actually said that, uh, she's like, that song was actually kind of a flop. Uh, yeah. Back when she was, she's like, she's more popular now than she ever was, she said, because of Stranger Things. Was, yes. right. and, and well, and I, like,
4: and I love that song personally because when you feel it, it, it represents Max's depression.
0: Yes, it does. Very
4: well. Just the words, the whole sound of that song. It, yep. It, it rep- and, repress- and we discussed repress-
0: that so much in yeah. in episode four.
4: I think that's no. Is that the one where Max? Where she goes
1: me? running through? It. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Yes.
1: That's such a good. That's favorite my favorite one too. Yeah. 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 Well, well, going going to this episode though. So episode seven, I love because so I'm a creature feature guy, and that's yeah. actually what got me into writing originally uh, like my very first novel actually was uh pandora it's like a creature feature but it's like but i wrote that and then someone was like have you that's actually when i first heard of stranger things stranger things just came out when i just published my first one they're like if you watched stranger things that'd be up your alley and i'm like really because i love the thing that's more and they, they kind of mimic that a little bit with this but like the the prison in a way and uh and so it's like and they they've always had like nods to the thing through stranger things but like I love like how it's a a a strong like creature feature and uh, that's why I started writing because I was like I love creature features but like so much horror is a lot of like slashers and things like that and haunted house stuff nowadays and I like those are fun I like them but it's like I'm more of the I like an interesting creature and like characters and uh Stranger Things just does it so well of doing all of those things so well actually and uh but they like they capture just the essence of the classics like it or or uh, or uh you know the thing that i just love so much and like and that's what i loved about this episode so this is why like this episode actually is like one of the top ones in this series if you mm-hmm. i love I, I mean it's hard to choose because this entire the fourth season is just every episode is just fantastic but it's like yes. this one is probably like yeah it might be like either my favorite or maybe my second favorite, because maybe the that finale is just incredible, too. Right. It's like, but then, like, this one, though, I love it, because this is where it really becomes... A, it's like, this season is a lot more, like, fun, and we really get to see the characters in a way, and it's fun with Beckna being very Nightmare on Elm Street, but this episode is kind of where it becomes, like, creature feature, where we have the prison, and we're, like, we're, we brought back the Demi-Gorgon, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's like, that really comes to a head, and then it's also, like... The origin of the monster and that's I love right the whole that's what backstory. I love that's it that was just right. such, it, it's such a great reveal
4: yeah and well, is the... working with dr. Brenner like voluntarily like before she was trying to get away with him or get away from him but mm-hmm. she's she's working with him so that's a huge
3: at the close thing. at the close of episode 7 because like I said I just watched it a couple of hours ago just so it would be fresh and the reveal when you go down onto Beckner's wrist
1: and you see that tattoo. I, th- I think I always, I love that moment. It's like, it also kind of makes me laugh though too. Cause like the tattoo is so stretched now. So they like computer, right. to mean like a giant zero zero one. On there. Right. Like, if that arm just keeps growing, it's just going to be huge. You know?
0: <laughs> well, uh, who is everybody's favorite character? uh, uh Brittany, I'll start with you uh, for this question. Uh, who was your favorite character in, uh, uh episode seven?
4: That's a hard one. Um, uh, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because
4: he's, he's figuring it out, but he cracks me up. That part when he's on the couch talking to the cops, he's like, we just went first win. <laughs> like, his, his comedic timing is really good.
0: It, it <laughs> is. It really the is. Comedic
4: timing is it, I mean, Seriously, this whole ensemble is fantastic. Like,
0: they are. I mean, very much so.
4: And there, and none of them are really new to this. They've been. Most of these actors have been on Broadway.
0: Oh yes, yes. Uh, I know Caleb has been on Broadway. Um, the girl who plays Max.
4: Uh, he was in Annie. Yeah. And then Dustin, he was in Les Mis.
1: Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he, he was. In he Les played Mis. like dog war number seven. Yep, he
4: I'm was gotcha. recently <laughs> in Sweeney Todd. Oh, really? Yep, he was recently in Sweeney Todd, and then before that, he did a few rounds of Dear Evan Hansen.
0: Oh, God! He's sticking with
4: the genre, doing Sweeney Todd.
0: Right, right.
4: Oh, and Dustin, goodness. they're they're acting chops. I mean, seeing from season one to now is just like
3: insane. They're
4: real. And, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. But I love Dustin because. He keeps you laughing but then he's also explaining everything right and he's helping figure out what's going on
3: exactly and those
4: are the characters that you really like because you don't know what he's going to say <laughs> <laughs> he's,
3: he's, he's your expository character <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: and yeah. pastor kevin how about you uh who was who your favorite character
3: i'm torn i'm torn between um number one and his arc um and his overall reveal, uh-huh. you know, of coming from that twisted little boy to the twisted grown-up to Vecna. And um, the brief the brief airtime that they gave to Erica. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because
3: Erica. Cause they were sitting there and she said...
0: My favorite standout.
3: <laughs> They're lying. Oh, the couch should be on fire.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Her standout.
3: So Erica Erica they give her these fingers, you know? But they also play her as a brilliant little monster. You know? <laughs> so so for the fun of watching her, Erica. But for the fun of the development and the sheer transition of character, I would have to say Beckna.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. And uh, Jamila, how about you? Who was your favorite character?
2: Um I feel like Steve was kinda of my favorite in this one. Yeah, me too. Um his connection with Nancy. Um and I mean Erica's definitely she's just always a favorite when she's on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> just her
1: attitude. That, just her <laughs> attitude in general.
2: Yes. And then I think I think overall too uh, here I am picking three when you said one, but like Eddie's character in the whole season was just, a it's just a hard character not to like throughout yeah, the whole,
0: very you know, much his,
2: his character was like a huge impact for this season. It was just like this guy that this likable, innocent, quirky, weird guy that came in, like was like thrown to the wolves. Like, how did I get here? Why am I in this place? What's happening? How did I get caught up? Right. Um, his character overall was just—it just really took over for me, like the whole season. Right. Yes.
0: Yes. And Joshua, who was your favorite character?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm always—you know—in this season, as far as the overall season, it's—you know—always it it's Eddie. Eddie. Because yeah. I don't know I love him as a character, and he's just so weird, and I don't know—it's—he's really fun. But when it comes to this episode, I just felt like this one was so focused on, like, like. 11 and uh and like that whole arc with her in one and that that was just such an interesting just all around how they developed that and how they made it Seem one way when it was actually a different way, and like it was just, it was just so well done, and just like setting him up as a villain and her as the hero of the whole series. It was just like, it's, it was just, I don't know, it was just so compelling. I don't know, it's just, it was it's just uh, such a really cool way to introduce your like your villain, and and, and uh, so I have to say like eleven and and uh, kind of like uh, Kevin like that kind of like dynamic between her and one. Right, right, uh, and the Belcher brothers are killers. Uh, <laughs>
3: I mean, you've, yes. got, you've got to respect their skill set. Yes, How do you get they right are such good their writers. Course? Yeah.
0: <laughs> my gosh. I'm sorry, Latrice. go ahead. Oh no, I was saying they are such good writers. They they just are. And uh, well, my my favorite character actually was um well I had two actually. Um, Eleven was definitely one of them, um, Josh, because. Uh, just like you said, her arc, you know, and you know, and the dynamic between her and uh, Jamie, who plays one, uh, they just—I don't know—they they, they had such great chemistry as vil as the villain and the you know the hero, and so I liked that
1: and yeah, it's, it's, it's big because it's like normally 11 makes me uncomfortable because it's like every time she's like bleeding out of the nose every time she does something and I hate nosebleeds and so it's like anytime like her characters along, I'm just like here it comes you know right the, like, the blood is so, gonna be so dripping out I don't say 11 but <laughs> this was so good it made me say 11 <laughs>
0: but <laughs> but and my other favorite um, character was Steve for uh, all the things that you talked about Jamila uh, Steve I mean Steve kind of took on the leadership role in, in, in the seventh episode, along with Nancy. And Nancy, uh, I think I did write Nancy's name down as well. Nancy, she did her thing on this episode. I really, really did enjoy her too. But I am still team Steve. uh, I'm still uh, team Nancy and Jonathan.
1: (laughs) Really, really. I've never liked Nancy or Jonathan. So, <laughs> yeah. James uh, Steve. Yeah, just Steve. Just, <laughs> just, just Steve. Y'all like
0: Steve and Y'all like Steve, Steve and Nancy. <laughs> Steve I,
3: gets redeemed. Now hold on, I'm a pastor, right? I, I'm down with redemption. Steve gets redeemed.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
3: Joshua, not Joshua. What's the other guy's Jonathan. name? <laughs> Jonathan. Sorry, sorry, Josh. Jonathan does not. Yeah, Jonathan, that's true. As far, as, as, far as, as an observer of this, he
1: does not have a redemptive arc. Steve does. Although, although, you know, it's like, as much as I don't like Jonathan as a character, I don't really like Nancy, to be honest, as his character either. It's like, but at the same time, I mean, as much as you can't like somebody in a, uh, in a Stranger Things, because they're all amazing characters in Stranger right. Things, that's what I love about the show. But it's like, but... I just feel like they're just both like such flat characters in a way but at least jonathan in a way though he does have that like he does really care about his brother and i think that's i think that that's kind of his saving he introduces them to the Clash for crying out loud I mean, that's what that's oh i suppose he didn't like
3: him that much then that's no that's (laughs) what good (laughs) brothers do you turn them on to the Clash while they're young Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs>
4: well, well, and then we got, and then we got Maya. Man,
3: oh Lord, they let her talk too much.
1: I love
0: it. I, I do too. I love Maya. I love is that, Maya's is that, is that is that, is that that I love, yeah. I love Robin. I love
1: Robin. They let her
3: go to stream of consciousness. It's like reading a Faulkner novel. <laughs> Give her some commas or some periods in there. Let her breathe.
4: And what to is, me, it's so, it's so like in reality. It's like she's just saying what comes into her head. Right. Exactly. When <laughs> she opens the jewelry box, she goes, Oh, there's a little person in here. I thought <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Oh, God. Yeah, I like
2: Robin. I like her a lot.
4: Robin's great.
0: And can we talk about the girl that she has a crush on, who she looks like?
1: Well, they're, they're like the same person. Like, oh my like, gosh, the same. They look the same. I was like, is this like a Padme Amidala situation? Or yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But we're <laughs> talking about how she looks like Molly
3: Ringwald. This yeah, girl looks does. so yes. much
0: like Molly Ringwald. It's not even funny. Yes,
3: you I mean,
0: oh my gosh. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, okay. So y- y'all are kind of turning my mind around and i'm slowly getting to be team steve and nancy slowly
1: (laughs) no no nancy just
4: steve
0: just steve
3: i want to
1: see a single mom he's got this or is he the spin-off where it's just like, it's like a sitcom where just like Steve like takes care of all these kids and rides around the country and like in his Winnebago and just like, you know, they visit stuff, I don't know. Did you guys ever see Free Guy? (laughs) Yeah, Free Guy.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Steve is in Free Guy. Yeah, or
1: was he really? The actor,
3: not the character. Oh, okay. And um, it was so hard watching him and not expecting to see a bat with nails, I mean. (laughs) I don't I don't know if he's um, Steve or if he's what's the guy's name from uh Negan?
4: Negan. Go ahead, Negan. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, who's everybody's least favorite character? And uh 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 Pastor Kevin, I'll I'll start with you first this time. Uh who is your least favorite character?
3: Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a human being. And that's from season to season to... Now, let me be nice. Um, On this episode, my least favorite character um, was Robin. As much as I like Robin from the season before, because Robin was just brilliant, um, this season, I just... She came off as a a scatterbrain, you know? She came off as just a a machine gun mouth with nothing... (laughs) coming out of it and that's a shame because i liked her i loved her character last year in mean, last season
0: right right I, I i kind of understand what you mean because she did just kind of like blur things out you know mm-hmm. like you said uh Brittany, it was like anything that came into her head she just blurted out you know? mm-hmm. but i love that her and nancy were getting to be friends in this episode <laughs> I love that. And uh how about you, Jamila Who was your least favorite character?
2: Um, probably the dreaded Dr. Brenner. Um I mean anytime this guy was on the screen <laughs> from from day one I just oh, knew yeah. it was bad news. But definitely seeing more into, you know, the earlier days of Eleven being in the in the labs, but, but you know, with his all his guinea pigs and just the right. treatment of them, and I was like, oh God, this guy is exactly what I thought he was.
4: <laughs> right, <laughs> right, Which is
2: bad. But they did manage
3: to round him out as a villain, though. Absolutely, I mean, because you could see what he was doing because in the prior episodes, you could only see an overview. Of what he was like, but you could see the nitty gritty. Mm. I mean, him putting collars on number two and shocking him and stuff. Yeah. Papa. Just terrible.
1: Terrible.
0: Yeah. And how about you, Joshua? Who was your least favorite character?
1: Yeah, I gotta go Papa. So, (laughs) go Papa there. It's like, uh, with his, uh, you know, the same thing is like, just, it's like, he is a brilliant villain, though, because I love how nuanced he is, because it's like, they, it's like, it's like you can understand like in a sense he is trying to in a way better the world in a sense of like like you know helping her along but it's it's not for the right reasons and it's not the right way and, and like right. and he it's like so he's like this really nice like not a, a little bit of like a nuanced villain because it's like he's on some level you can tell tell he on some level kind of cared about these kids but it's not really like care for them it's more about this vision of what he wanted, and so it's like, so he was a brilliant villain, but he's absolutely like despise him, you know, for, right. for his treatment. And, but I really want them to actually like take him and then splice like Robin's voice onto him, and just have like Robin, Robin. <laughs> and him, because I think that would be much more terrifying. Stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Brittany, how about you, hun? Uh, who is your least favorite character?
4: Mister Wheeler. I
1: love Mister Wheeler.
4: You leave him alone. I <laughs> like in
1: America today or whatever. He's he do doesn't I care.
4: Don't care.
0: <laughs> right? I was. he just I was so just reluctant. reluctant.
1: I was just watching True Detective for the very first time, like the first season of True Detective, which is god awful, yes me. But it's like, uh, but he shows up in that as this kind of like dirty cop or something. It's like Harry really, P- it's like it's it's him. I was just like, oh my god, that's him, and he just kind of talks like that too. Like, all right. Oh <laughs> like my gosh. <laughs> my favorite kid from the whole season
4: is Jason.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine too. Yeah. Actually,
4: mm. I
3: Especially- I think.
1: Oh, Jason! Oh, I was just saying, which one's Jason? I was like, yeah, I think he was, was just pulling that. Where's Jason? Who's <laughs> <With>
3: Jason?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't think he's in this episode. I, yeah, think, I think this is the, just the only episode seen. that Jason so, like, is yeah. in. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> his speeches, though. <laughs> like, oh,
4: so, yes, this is so it, in this episode, in this episode, Mr. Wheeler was like, "Well, maybe you should threaten to arrest him." What? <laughs> <laughs> <Right.
3: Right. laughs> Like need us to clues,
1: right? <laughs> I can't hate that guy though, because he's like he's like the best like disinterested dad. Like he just like <laughs> he just wants to watch his TV, like have his TV dinner and just watch his T V like I like, guess we're gonna eat us out of heart at home.
3: He's <laughs> got he's got the help on the cul de sac and direct deposit. What else yeah. in the family want? Yeah. <laughs> what more do you need? For real. Right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> my my
0: favorite uh, line of his, though, uh, of Mr. Wheeler's, was uh, he was like, "You guys can um, hang out together in somebody else's house for a change." Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite line by him. <laughs> but but yeah, my, my least favorite character is actually number two, the 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 kid that bullied him. um
2: Bully? Eleven, yes.
0: Oh, like, what in the world? Just because she beats you, don't that don't mean that you have to be harsh. Don't be a sore loser.
1: Well, if someone punches me right in the brain, I might be upset too. Okay, Latrice. <laughs> 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 you and I, we're we're gonna try right now. We're just gonna battle each other. Here. <laughs> have you see me. Uh, uh
0: but uh yeah no that uh number two was my least favorite character in this and that's only because jason was not in this episode It be explain
1: it though because uh, i was gonna have to look up all the numbers of the kids so i'm like you made like, like little like seven-year-old twins what's wrong with you latrice yes. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to figure out which one was number two again <laughs>
0: uh but uh um and also i i do have another one uh, Um um carnal um sullivan oh good. don't yeah. like
3: that guy oh the dude they had the man of the box yes alison chains
0: torturing him
3: <laughs> <laughs> gold member and alison chains at the same
0: time <laughs> i mean A
3: love man in the box but that's from the 90s so that doesn't fit no um, it doesn't
0: <laughs> Pastor Kevin your your knowledge of music blows my mind. I love it though.
3: I, I grew up in the early 60s um, through the 70s, through the 80s, through the 90s, through the so I've been exposed to everything and when we were little we liked whatever was good. So I've yeah. got Johnny Cash in my background, I've got Blind the Family Stone, I've got James Brown, I've, everybody everything so if it's good, that's how i am good and, and you should be able to um enjoy whatever's good and yes. despise whatever isn't
0: yeah yes i I feel like you yes well well we have to take um, a break but when, when we get back i'll ask everybody their favorite scenes we'll be right back after this. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named M Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. M Street Toys is ridiculously inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco one. 72 Collective Halloween Two Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website their website is www.elmstreettoys.com if you guys can't make it into into the store you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop again the name is Elm Street Toys the location is Allen, Texas and if you guys cannot get to the store The website is www.ElmStreetToys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. All right, Warriors, we are on, back.
3: I'm a oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
0: We're back with a zany group of people, y'all. <laughs> y'all are by far the funniest I've had this year, 2024.
3: <laughs> you just started, Latrice.
1: Huh? <laughs> that's, that's why she could say that, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm saying, Latrice, I have, I have Amadeus stuck in my head again
0: oh uh, yeah uh, <laughs>
1: we were talking about that <laughs> the last episode about the music in, in, in stranger things and, uh, yes and we, and we you know playing Amadeus.
0: i hate that um I'm, I'm not sure if you got a chance to listen to that episode or not joshua but it didn't play it didn't i yeah. mean it played but you could the it audience hear. It a bit.
1: and i'll just i just say it was the upside down it was like interference from the episode. <laughs> exactly.
0: So I might play it again okay. when we when we get done with this episode. I'll probably end with Amadeus again, just so people can hear it and dance. <laughs> okay. Well, what is everybody's favorite scene in this episode of Stranger Things? The seventh episode of Stranger... Brittany, I'll go to you first for this one. What was your favorite scene in this episode?
1: She thought you were raising your hand, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was eating Oreo, I'm sorry <laughs>
4: Um. well it's the scene I'm actually watching one on one right now or not one on one but <laughs> when Beckna and Eleven are playing chess
0: oh mm-hmm. and uh, any reason why
4: well this whole time like you're he's He's kind of helping her, kind of not. Yeah. And you kind of get that feeling. You start to put the puzzle pieces together. And just, he's just an incredible actor.
0: He is. He way. is. You From know what I wonder.
4: the entire episode. From, you know, to the reveal. And when, she's, when Eleven sees what really happened. And everything. But it's just cool because the guy that they're chasing, he's sitting one-on-one with Eleven right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. I, I just always, I always like those parts and, and right. shows and in movies when they don't know they're sitting right across from... Right.
0: The from the evil. From. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what I wonder, though? I wonder if he, even, if he orchestrated that whole bully thing for, I because for, I mean, for him to get Eleven to want to go with him. Yeah. There would have to be, be something really drastic that happened. And that was very drastic. You know, Eleven didn't bully like that. So I do wonder if he was the one who turned off the cameras. Mm. Possible, yeah.
3: Probably. Well, he's yeah,
1: like, good. how the other
0: kids have access to the system?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's he's good. He's such a master manipulator but he's also like he really took a gamble there because he like brings her down to like down to the basement and he's like here's the way out but he doesn't ever mm-hmm. even bring up like stuff and so it's like if she hadn't stopped and had that compassion of like well what about you you know if she was just like cool see ya right is that how she knew the way out <laughs> yeah. and season the woman. uh-huh and so that's yeah, what i think did.
0: I think that's never, how she knew they they the never
1: way discovered out. discovered it. So, uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like if she just took off, it's like there would actually be no, there'd be no back, no, there'd be no stranger things <laughs> or whatever. Like, if she just took off like later. All right. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, well, Joshua, how about you? What's your favorite scene?
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of going, uh, kind of piggybacking with, with Brittany there. It's like, uh, it's like kind of all the, I mean, it's not quite one scene, but it's like, all those little scenes that they sprinkle in there of like of 11's past and just like her and her interaction with one i love like i love a good tension builder and you know you you know something's going on and you're like something's off about this person and you kind of know that in, in the back of your mind but at the same time you don't in stranger things they just do it so brilliantly where it's like it's a question but it's like i love like i don't know i'm a big like like spy thriller kind of guy. I love um, what's called discrepancy in horror where you know something's off. And I love when characters slowly realize that something is off. And uh, so, and they just set that up so well in this one, right from the, right from the get-go and just having these, it's like, you know something went wrong here and you just want, you're trying to put those pieces together. So all those little scenes, I just kind of consider one big scene, but it's like, they're just so well, so well stitched together.
0: Yes, they are
1: i get that i get that feeling
3: um i've read the stand by stephen king like 11 Mm -hmm. times now and the way he developed harold lauder you could see harold lauder was going to end up being a turd yeah but you could see why and by the time he dies you felt for him Mm -hmm. you know and and a good writer will do that for you and that's what they've done with stranger things um you is sympathy for the devil it's a rolling stones thing
0: right and, and how about you pastor kevin uh uh what's your favorite scene my
3: favorite my favorite and a half um there's erica saying that the whole couch is on fire uh-huh. <laughs> that was a riot yeah. but my my favorite thing was dustin figuring out how to get them from the upside down yes. into Eddie's train.
0: yeah yeah
3: that was brilliant. Uh, even trying to figure out if the physics was going to work and then just throwing the thing up in the air. It's like one of those Hindu fakirs, uh, climbing a rope that's suspended on nothing. So that was really cool.
0: And Jabella, how about you?
2: What was your favorite scene? Probably the same as everyone else. I think the whole theme with her one just from from that point to almost the end of the episode like every every interaction they had was just it was a build-up it, it really was i was like what's really going on here what is he really about mm-hmm. and then when he kind of revealed his plan you know of what he was trying to do and i was like oh boy this is not going to end well <laughs>
1: <laughs> for somebody here but
2: i oh, wanted so- those
1: with him were good i I want to know how they got that like little thing into one's neck in the first place (laughs) i was like if the kid can like pop your eyeballs with his mind i was like how on earth did they get that little chip in him
0: (laughs) well you know but he was in a coma
1: Curari. uh, they sedated him
3: oh yeah remember when he 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 fell out and he used up so much of his energy killing his family
1: that
0: he was
1: unconscious they probably did it while he was under yeah well that's something i find just so interesting about i was thinking about this during this episode though it's like with papa and why he's such a great villain is that it's like it's that power of uh you know how we make each other feel and the psychology aspect of it because it's like any one of those kids even like the little like seven-year-olds could probably snap papa's neck and or do something to him you know it's like and yet he has such utter control over them. You just see it like when Eleven sees him again, it's just like and it's all part of that, like the power of the, you know, the, like the psychological torture that he's kind of put them through, unfortunately. And it's like but he just like kind of controls them through that. And it's just like uh, and that it, even one, I think, is is on some level like under that under Papa's thumb in a sense. And so uh so that's what made me i was like well maybe maybe he got him to do it himself i don't know and and you know i was
0: thinking that i was thinking that same thing although although i really think that um one slash vecna slash uh henry i think he just let dr brender think that he was in control true i just i just think that he He said, okay, I'm going to just let you think that you have all the control, but you really don't.
1: Yeah, well, the dance of the sociopaths, as they say, like when you have like two Mm -hmm. dictators that are kind of uh, at each other, they're both trying to manipulate one another, and it's kind of just letting each other think that they're in control. Yep. Yep.
0: Well, uh, what is everybody's least favorite scene? And, uh, well, Joshua, I'll go to you um, first. (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> oh say you're jumping to me I was like that was the hard one I had I actually had a really hard one with this one because I was like I don't I, I was like I'm, I'm not a big nancy person and I know like she's important she really is and I think she does a wonderful job in uh-huh. and, but honestly it's like any of the nancy ones I'm always just like oh okay nancy again <laughs>
4: you favorite. really yeah, don't
1: like nancy. as much as i the characters in here and, and like i said nancy they're all great they're all great characters and then nancy is like good for what she's meant to be and she has her she really does have her moments that, that kind of hit you in the heart but honestly any of the nancy ones i'm just like eh. it's like but i was having a hard time with this one though because really even with her it's like they've all they were all like th- this episode i just thought was like i said it's probably like my probably second favorite in this whole He's yeah. In. So it's like, it was hard to pick one, but it's like, but I, if I have to throw it out there, um, I'll probably just say the Nancy moments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Brittany, how about you? What's your least favorite scene?
4: Um, I'm not big on the scenes in the Russian prison. I mean, it's kind of cool how it ties into the story, but I'm just, I, I don't get the whole reason why they're having the demogorgon come in and it's pretty much like fight to the death with that like we did this in Hawkins already.
0: Right, <laughs> right. And I'm sure Hopper was saying the same thing. Like yeah. what is so, this? What am I back in Hawkins? <laughs> okay. am I right
4: so, so I'm not huge on the whole prison scenes, but I do love when Murray and <laughs> and uh Joyce in there? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Those they, them two make those scenes. They there. do. That, they that do. And
1: Yuri, I like
0: Yuri. Crazy Yuri too. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, I, I, speaking of the Russian scenes, my favorite part of this uh, whole episode is when uh, Joyce and Hopper reunite. I loved it. I loved it. Yes. Uh, and uh, oh, my other favorite part, though, is when um, it's when uh, uh, Dustin and Erica and uh, Max and, uh, and Lucas, they're riding their bikes. And then in the Upside Down, Eddie and Steve and Robin and Nancy, they're riding their bikes to the same place. And, you know, they, I just love that scene. I loved it. Uh, uh, Pastor Kevin, what was your least favorite
3: scene? Uh, uh, the interrogation in the, the living room at the Wheeler house.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, when I was a kid they would have these bug bunny shows and they do these chase scenes and they would have these signs on the road that would say ultimately say is this trip really necessary. <laughs> <Up> in World <laughs> War II they tried to save gas so they would ask is the trip you're taking really necessary i watched that passage there and i couldn't help but think is this trip really necessary there's too many people that were trying to they've got lucas's parents they got dusty they got <laughs> the wheelers and everything and it's like i don't care let's kill something <laughs> you know it it didn't move the story for me so it, it felt like a an unnecessary placeholder just to, sh- oh, there's the guitar floating in space, how did that
4: happen? Well, well now I will say that, that scene, it did help Erica to get involved.
3: Right, yes. because she wasn't yeah. involved until then. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
0: I was really hoping that they would involve Erica in some type of way. I didn't care how they involved her, I just wanted her involved. <laughs> And uh Jamela, how about you? What was your least favorite um
2: uh, theme in episode seven? Um, I think mine was the same with the with the Russian prison. It just it wasn't until Joyce and the rest of them got there that it was like, All right, I'm I'm feeling this. Like the whole prison scene period from multiple episodes, like there were some dead spaces in there for me and I was just like, Oh God, how long, like, what's going to happen here? You know, um, not just this episode, but there was some really just kind of dry scenes there for me. So. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I find, I find the whole Russian prison interesting. Cause it's like, for me, like season three of stranger things was a little bit like, like, I liked the character development in season three, but the actual main plot with the Russians was I like, even though stranger things is out there but i just thought that one was just way too far fetched yeah, and it was just it was like really marks. bizarre and that that's why i was like i find this one interesting cuz it's like i feel like the russian prison is like the the uh like the copy paste of like like fixing fixing season 3 in a way and i thought they did it well but it's like it that's why it's like i think it, it does feel a little out of place but at the same time i think it's like them it's like pulling everything back into where i think in some ways like the main story is going so it's just like that's where i was just like i always find it interesting because it's like season three i just felt like all the russian stuff was just so weird and out of place and then this one i felt like it's starting to blend it back in so i'm like i have like mixed feelings on the the russian prison and stuff but i do love uh what's his name though uh the russian guard i don't know why i, I just think he oh what's right his there. name uh, The, the i can't remember man. his name yeah that, that's gonna say he's the faceless man is what i call him. Dimitri. Right. dimitri dimitri that's a yeah right. <laughs> uh, <it's> crazy american
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he was great. back in the 80s russia was the boogeyman
3: i mean they have been since the 50s right but in the 80s when the icbms got really clever and we just knew we were going to be turned into a sheet of glass at any time. Um, so Russia was this pervasive boogeyman. I mean, Ronald Reagan was president, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev was there, and we were just, we were going to die. So it's I can understand them showing these Russians in season three, but they showed the Russians better as a bunch of prison guards than they did as a bunch of scientists in season three
1: yeah mm-hmm. well okay i love yuri though
0: oh yeah <laughs> yuri
1: <laughs> just every time he's all serious he's like, i didn't like him
0: here. but i did like him i, I liked <laughs> it he had comedic <laughs> timing too actually
4: <laughs> yuri's a traitor
0: yes he is <laughs> it, he is to the to the third degree
3: Least favorite, least favorite character, but Yuri didn't get a chance to be a bad guy that much in this episode. And no, he didn't. The, for the season he was a turd. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, my least favorite scene is actually I only had one, okay? Uh and that was when when uh when one was telling his story and you know, we saw the flashbacks to him as a child, and he was actually playing with the spiders. Oh no. No. See no. I I I can't do spiders. Nope. Mm. That creeps me out. And uh I can't believe that I uh discussed uh eight legged freaks and arachnophobia. That's how
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're remaking arachnophobia this year. Yes they are.
0: I cannot believe that. I don't even want to talk about it. Nope. I don't want to talk about that, <laughs> but okay. So, how do you guys feel about the kills this season? Because you know, uh, you know, I mean, they were only, uh, you know, I usually ask, you know, whose death scene do you think was more creative, but they all died the same way. So, do you guys think that the death scene was creative or or not? Do you think that you know, the as a whole? during this whole season did you guys like the kill and do you guys I, I, think vecna is uh is a great villain uh uh pastor pastor kevin i'm actually very um cur- curious to see what you say about this
3: um this the kills were artistically done because they were implied mm-hmm. they weren't done um there's the one guy who got his neck broken, right? Yeah. But other than that, you saw number two being stretched out and stuff, but he wasn't killed as graphically as the other characters were earlier in the season. So you find these other characters in various states of repose <laughs> after, <laughs> after Beck Aditha, I think. Yeah. So that, that made it a little more stylized for me. I'm not real, really into the slasher stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So to see the after effects of it showed a little more artistic restraint for me.
0: Yeah. And, and do yeah. you think that Vecna is a a great villain? Because uh, every guest.
3: I think, Vecna, I think Vecna is a spiritual vampire, um, a psychological vampire, a psychic vampire and energy vampire. So yeah, I think he's great. Um, He said, everybody that I've killed is still in here. Uh You know, so he sucked up their energies, he sucked up their everything, and he became more powerful. And it wasn't like a, a true vampire that needs to replenish stuff or he's gonna die. You know, he just kept getting stronger and stronger. Right. Yeah, so Beck was a great boogeyman.
0: Yes, and, and what do you uh, um think, uh, Jamal? What do you think about Vecna um, being a villain, and what do you think about the kill this season? Uh, were they creative to you?
2: Um, I do think he was a great, or is it's not over, um, a great villain. I do, I think, I do think he's a great villain. Um a lot of again similarities to the freddie krueger yeah um robert england the whole nightmare on a different side of the world type of thing or whatever um i thought it was i thought the most interesting kind of demise so to speak was 11 with him you know like mm-hmm. that in essence like she created him that way like like she threw him into this other dimension this alternate whatever and he stuck there because of her you know kind of like i thought that that was just a really interesting dynamic because i i kept saying to myself like how did he get like this like what happened What, what was the ultimate you know he had this plan but then she stopped this plan but But was he strong enough to really beat her, but not really because he's kind of stuck? Or is he stuck? Is he just doing this? He's there just kind of playing this little game until he's ready to like resurface. So I thought that that was really interesting that she kind of threw him into this dimension um, and and set everything up like this. I, I thought that that was a really interesting way of killing him off, so to speak, but not really killing him off
0: right right
2: by creating an even scarier version i mean he had plans but these acts that he's carrying out now are like whoa i don't know if she made them worse or better right (laughs) right by putting him there like i I don't
1: i don't know yeah a can only I was like, the person can only eat so many demigorgons before he turns into that. You know, he was trapped out there in the middle of nowhere in this <laughs> alternate dimension. He probably had to eat some demigorgons for a while. So <laughs> to eat some demigorgons, something's gonna snap even further. You are what right you eat. eat. Yeah. So I think she That's I right. think maybe eleven made him into more of a monster. Right. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Remind need to read your stuff, Josh. <laughs> it's <laughs> twisted. <don't you? laughs>
0: it's very good. I have a book. I have a book. Oh, yeah, it's I know. very it's good.
1: It's so nice. <laughs> You're and, required to say that while I'm on the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't good, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Brittany, uh, how, how how about you? What do you think about Vecna um, as a villain?
4: My favorite villain. Because in all, I'm, see, I'm, not much of a sci-fi person until i started watching stranger things i've always liked the slashers yeah i'm the slasher i've never really creature stuff doesn't scare me um i started watching the show and of course got into it and so whenever this season came and it was an actual it, it was a creature who was a human being and had an entire life before that's i mean oh my gosh just perfect season from start to finish Mm -hmm. and how he got into into their heads and how he like that scene whenever max is outside her house and she thinks she's talking to her mom and it's not her mom like that took me right back to nightmare on elm street oh yeah like when when you know they're thinking that they're talking to their friend and it's freddie so you know it it's, it's so many similarities in that yeah, but yeah. um i mean Vecna ugh, yeah he's this was my ultimate favorite season um but my favorite kill scene in this episode is um actually the one in the russian prison when they released the demogorgon
3: mm-hmm.
4: because you can with the music you feel that tension your heart's racing you're like okay you know the only two people in here who can really fight a Demogorgon is Hopper and Dimitri, but right. they have limited resources they have limited time they have the elements working against them and so it just it's just a heart racer every time I watch that scene yeah because they're they're struggling to go and get those weapons and even so those weapons aren't gonna do anything
2: right <laughs> right
4: and, and the Russian and,
0: guards you know, knew that so yeah, but what they didn't know that whole,
4: That kill scene, yeah, that kill scene, it's it's a heart racer.
0: But what they didn't know was that Hopper knew that that thing did not like fire. So, uh, so Hopper had the advantage over everybody.
4: Right, right. I was finding ultimate the ultimate big bad of the entire series.
1: Uh, What were you going to say, Josh? I, was, I always find it funny when people discover in these things, though they're like the creature doesn't like fire. I was like, have you ever met a creature that does like fire? Like everything hates <laughs> fire. Fire burns everything. So, fire. Like, they're always, yeah, they're always just like it doesn't like fire. Like yeah, like if you have access to fire, use it.
0: <laughs> and and guys, it's I think we talked blog. about like, um, we talked about Vecna when you were on the uh, the second episode, but. Uh, what do you have um to say about Beck Beckna? How I mean, do you like Vecna as a uh, villain
1: or oh, I love I love Vecna and you know Brittany hit it really well, too. It's like it's like this season blended all these genres really well to where it's yeah. like if you like any kind of horror genre, even if you don't like horror, it 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 has something for you and uh and so it's just like it's a it's a good drama, it's good it's got slasher it's got it's got like haunted house kind of thing it's psychological yeah horror. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. So it's like and like for me you know people like my, my, my creature features so it's like it mixes them all together and i think Vecna kind of encompasses all of that it's like he's like your creepy little hannibal lecter like psychological kind of horror <laughs> he's the slasher film kind of thing You're kind of like a vampire it's like but he's also like a, becomes a creature and nightmare on Elm Street kind of askins are it, you know? It's like and he's such a great villain in the sense of like, like, you know, like he said, it's like he he has a life and you can almost on some level sympathize with him and of what he was put through with Papa. And and in a way, I think it's like it kind of goes back to like like Kevin was saying there with like the Soviet Union at the time was the big boogeyman and uh and they were like, you know, they were the enemy, and so you have this kind of fear, like national fear of what's going to go on in the world. But then that bleeds down into Papa being the great villain of like, I'm going to build this weapon that can fight that kind of fear. And through that, it was that like psychological damaging work that worked into this person who was already a sociopath that like built, like amplified that. So it was kind of like this cascade of different fears that created this, this actual monster. It's the stone and, of all fears. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so like, so Vecna is just all of that, like, like mixed into one and just, just a wonderful villain and a uh, wonderful creepy creature. And then as far as the kills go, you know, yeah, you got the Chrissy Crumble as they call it. It's, <laughs> it's like Chrissy Crumble or whatever it's like, and it's a brilliant kill because like, if you don't see it, you, you know, something horrible happened as they implied with all these kids, which is good that you don't see that It'd be horrible to watch. And like, but then like when you actually see it too, like my, I, my soul like curls up every single time actually seeing it. So it's like, it usually is scarier when you don't see it, but it's like actually seeing it is still like, Oh, so uncomfortable. You. yeah. <laughs> and so that's definitely a, that's definitely a growing, but Brittany actually brought up, you brought up a great point of a, uh, the demigorgon when it kills actually like i i appreciated that in the sense of like like in the first season a lot of that's so implied that you don't really see the demigorgon directly killing people which is well done if you ask me but it's like but it, when they actually see its head i don't know why it just seems so like floppy that I'm like, oh that, that that's not gonna hurt if it bites you. it's like slapping you with this little like squid head or something. So actually seeing it like latch onto that guy's head, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's that's probably, that's probably really painful. And he's just yeah. masticating the guy's nugget. Yeah, right. I was like, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> so it's like well yeah. guys,
0: we have we to have take them. another Sorry. break, but um, when we get back, we'll be um, discussing my last question, which is how does this episode pertain to the Bible? And we will be right back after this.
3: Thou shalt not create a <laughs> <laughs> it's, the,
1: it's the 11th
3: commandment. <laughs> it's the 11th. No, that's the 12th. The 11th is not.
0: All right, warriors. We are back, and we are back with my last question. We're almost done, guys. Um, my last question is, um, uh, how does this episode pertain to the Bible? And um, <clears throat> I'll I'll go first, guys. Um, what I love about this episode, and truly, um, just Stranger Things as a whole, what I love about about them is um, you know, like, they, they are always coming together, you know, they always work as a team. And because there is no way that they could defeat the Demogorgon, the Shadow Monster, the Mind Fl- Flayer, or Vecna on their own, you know, so they had to work together. Uh, even Joyce and Hopper, you know, when they they're like in another country and they're still working together. Um, uh, so the scripture that came to my mind for this episode was, uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 12. Uh, verse 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good, uh, reward for their labor. And then, uh, verse 12 goes on to say, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and the threefold cord is not quickly broken or easily broken so i love how they all just work together you know so that that's what i have for this episode uh pastor kevin uh how do you um think that it, it pertains to the bible this particular episode. Okay,
3: my first, my first answer is it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> and then my second answer is um, there's a scene in the prison when when the faceless guy and Hopper are talking, and they're talking about their interaction as fathers. Um, how, um, Eleven didn't really want to deal with them, and how. Dimitri's son didn't really want to deal with him and they said maybe it's what children do <clears throat> Push away from their fathers so they can become their own person and oh, yeah. as a successful father, if you've done your job right at some point your kids are gonna want to leave You know, yeah. but if you've done it really right, they're gonna come back Yeah And so it's just I would just say that the, what it says in the, what it has to do with the Bible is be a good dad. Don't be a wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, as the Bible says, as the Bible says as in parent. the 13th commandment, thou shalt not be a wheeler, dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal as a parent. If he was more involved in their lives, <laughs> they would not be allowed to go out and stop demigorgons and stuff. So he just gets to sit back, enjoy his TV, eat some food. The world gets saved. It's all good. <laughs>
0: that's, that's my, what we call career. the 80s parent
1: yeah that's my right. parental goals right there <laughs> right.
0: And Jamila how about you how do you feel like it pertains
2: to the bible uh, you know I don't I don't really know I mean specifically how it I, you know not, no scripture specifically comes to mind I mean I'm always just looking at the struggle between good and evil and in everything and you know that Evil often seems to have a hold, um, but eventually does not triumph um, and and doesn't rain for long, even if it rains for a period of time. So, I I mean, that's the only direct connection I see. And I just thought about the fact that Dustin's mother. Reminds me of Eddie's mother in it. It's oh yeah, so you know, like, <laughs> the, the, like the hovering a little bit. Casper, whatever was, her name is. Yeah, yeah. Casper. But she was more of a, she was a hovering parent. But it was the '80s, so the hovering was different. It was, you know, she she was there, but she kind of, eh, you know, but she just reminds me so much of Eddie's mom. It's just. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I, he does,
0: but I he liked Dustin's mother a lot more than I liked Eddie's mother. Eddie's mother seemed more abusive. Yeah, she was, yeah, she
1: was- by proxy. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: exactly what I said, Joshua. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: that's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Brittany? Do you have an opinion on how it
4: could pertain to the Bible? I mean, kind of like Jamila, I don't have a scripture that comes to mind, but kind of how God prepares you for what's going to come in the future. Because if you look at the characters in season one, they were not equipped to handle what they're handling now in season four.
0: Yeah, that's true. had,
4: Had it not been for everything they'd gone through through the seasons, they wouldn't have been equipped to handle this.
3: All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. So you'll be able to deal with Vecna when he comes.
4: Right. (laughs) Even though it was a struggle. Not the tail
3: end of it. Not not the part with Vecna, but yeah, the first is actual scripture. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) But you know, they them, you know, as characters, Nancy wouldn't have been able to handle herself.
0: Yeah. Because, cause, yeah, Nancy, at the start of Stranger Things, I did not like her. I didn't. Yeah. I like her better now than I ever did in season one. And In season one, I did blame her for Barb's death.
4: <laughs> yeah. 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 Just like in life, I I wasn't equipped to handle things that I'm handling now. You know, years right. ago, I wasn't equipped to handle it. But everything that's happened in my life has led up to this. Which is now now why I can handle these things.
1: Is exactly. that God's
4: prepared me to do it?
1: That's good. That's good. Yeah, don't don't be a don't be a Mike. Mike Wheeler is the only character that hasn't grown in the series. He's consistently <laughs> a yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, he's my other
0: least favorite character. Even. Mike is I do not
1: <laughs> Mike. Talk about a mouth breather, am I right, love? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Joshua, how about you, hon? How how do you feel like it pertains to the Bible?
1: I I'd say like in th- in this case, yeah, going back to that struggle of like good and evil. I I really think about that the scenes with Papa and the kiddos and uh and how he manipulated these kids. It's like these kids are all powerful and they're all so powerful with their their thoughts, but he he gets in their head and he uses every every tool to his advantage the every shame and pitting them against each other. And he turns that anger against each other. And so it's like, it's, it's kind of that that look at humanity and the enemy of humanity. You know, you have, you have Satan who, who knows that he, he doesn't have power. Like we do, we, we have all this power as people. And that, that, that God has given to us. And, and we, we have this amazing ability of what we can do with that power. And yet, often Satan's taking things like hurt and shame and, and anger and Mm -hmm. getting us to manipulating us to turn on each other and use that great power on each other. And it only, and then it builds these monsters like one who had these hurts in his life. But if Dr. Brenner came in and really genuinely cared and genuinely tried to help one, there's actually a decent chance that one could have, could have been a really, good kind person but instead dr brennan wanted to use it for his own things and uh, and end up creating this greater monster and so we see that in the world we see people that that you know the enemy of humanity is taking these things and trying to twist them and make people uh, you know feel down and we as people don't feel like we can fight that so then we turn on whatever we can fight and so we see that a lot in this season that same kind of theme we see that with everything with eleven and and her upbringing with all the people and and what she could become, but she made a choice that she wanted to be better, you know? And she had people around her that supported her in that and helped her out of that. And then we see that in like the mob hunt in town when we have this uh you know this kid that's like he can't he can't fight this thing directly in this other world and he doesn't understand that. So he just turns on Eddie Munson and it goes on the hunt there. And so so we just see that across the board. So that's kind of my my view of it. It's like is recognizing who the real enemy is, yeah. and then learning how to use our powers for 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 good, instead of on, on one another or on ourselves. Okay, Josh started this, so you're talking about the enemy. I'm going to tell you something that will
3: keep you awake tonight about the bad guy in the Bible. There's a part when Jesus is in, is in the wilderness and he's being tempted by the devil, right? Mm-hmm. He's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, And the devil came up to him and said, if you're, if you are who you say you are, throw yourself down from here, for it is written that he will send his angels and lift you up so you wouldn't dash your foot against the stone. The dude said, it is written. This thing had the presence of mind, the nerve to quote the Bible to Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying because most of us don't know the Bible as well as the devil does. Yep so sleep well well,
1: well and this is where i think though i was like when, when it comes to, like the true enemy right the true enemy yeah. he knows just how powerful these things are and he knows just how powerful god is and he knows just how powerful we are as people. if we and know that, it. how that's exactly and that's where it's exactly. like he's going to take whatever he can and try to twist that and that manifests in all sorts of different ways in all of our lives it it's like wrestling or martial arts if you control the head you control the
3: body so everything when he was tempting jesus of the wilderness everything he threw was that jesus does knowledge of self
1: mm-hmm.
3: if you are the son of god do this if you are the son of god do that if you are the, if you are the, do you know who you are so
1: 11 has to remember who she is
3: in this episode
1: and, that, and that's where that power comes from right uh-huh. and and so it, that's Preach what Josh. That's, well, right. was, I'm saying. thinking was, the that's, same that's thing. What, that's what I've seen. Where we're gonna have you through. on Sunday too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's where it's like, where you're getting torn down, torn down. It's like, and I talked about this in the last episode when I talked about shame. It's like yeah,
3: nothing, yeah. You
1: know, it can be built down or Oh, you Pastor,
0: no you should have been on that episode. Josh, like, so. he did a sermon just like he's yeah, doing like, huh? <laughs> you now. But,
1: it, but it's like that's why I'm always trying to talk to you about people though. It's like it's like God loves you and loves everything about you. And Satan recognizes that and knows that you're powerful and and will try and twist those things and try to make you feel ashamed of things Absolutely. or try to make you angry about things. And that's where we start to take this great power that every one of us has and start hurting others or ourselves one way or another, whether that's the simplest thing as like Telling yourself you're not enough or or whether that's going out and lashing out at somebody It's like in the second you stop and you recognize like I am good and this person isn't really my my enemy Per se it's like and then then you can start turning a lot of that around and so that's where we, I was saying we, this wrestle, episode. we
3: wrestle not against flesh, and, flesh blood, and blood but against you know powers and principalities. Yeah yep. well,
1: and,
2: <laughs> So and
3: that's that's one of the deals if if yep. we could be convinced to fight each other. Yep. Well, that, that's well, I tell cool. you what,
2: I I better start marking my calendar to get on some more podcasts down here with Josh, who is oh, right, <laughs> right preaching a <the> whole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because. So
3: <laughs> From
2: now on, if I'm on with Josh, I'm going to ask questions so I know what to preach Sunday. I'm going to bring <laughs> lessons
0: too. <laughs> right? So to work, yeah. yeah uh, what? Uh, what Joshua and Brittany doesn't know. Uh, pastor Kevin, I think I, you might know this, but Jamila is. Uh, well, she's not a pastor, or, or are you, Jamila? I know you're a pastor's wife. <laughs> but are you a pastor?
2: I. We do not call pastor, but I am. A, I am ordained as a reverend. Uh, okay so, okay he is a pastor yes yes yeah.
0: mm-hmm. you're yeah so
3: yeah so latrice just rolls like that huh yeah, i just roll like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh bring bringing people together of faith is my is my um specialty that's, i guess
3: that's familiar <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh I don't have any more questions. And uh, the five fun facts will be read on Sunday.
1: Okay.
0: Uh yeah, I, I didn't want to um go have, you know, it it just didn't make sense to me to, you know, to do five fun facts every single time I, you know. Uh
3: but hey, excuse me, let me answer ins- 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 really quickly. Josh, Mr. Writer, sir um she's got an episode coming up on the birds by hitchcock
1: mm-hmm.
3: so sign up for it
0: <laughs> actually you know well, no, that one is full but you guys uh, are okay. on, joshua and Ke- uh, kevin you guys are on another episode together though Then oh,
1: okay uh, i was just saying latrice usually gives me like the spin-off one so it's like it won't be the birds it'll be like the bird seven like the major <laughs> <seven>. <laughs>
0: It'll be Your like the right <laughs> Joshua, you just listen. He you just preached this people. good sermon, and now I'm gonna have to yeah, stretch I mean, you she, up, sir. Yeah, she, she had me
1: on some B roll one called
0: like the Lost Boys. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Joshua, what am I gonna do with you? Uh,
1: I'm but not, yeah, I. I I come on the show and insult Latrice's favorite movies all the time. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of of Nightmare on Elm Street. And she's just like, what? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I've never never read or seen The Lost Uh, Boys.
0: Listen, Jamila's going to give you the side eye, too, about that.
1: I
2: haven't seen
1: The Lost
3: Boys. (laughs) I have seen seen (laughs) Blackula. Yes. (laughs) All right? (laughs) You better it. have
0: seen Blackula, Pastor uh, Kevin.
3: I was 12 years old, and this idiotic woman took me to see Blackula at a drive-in at night, stayed <laughs> up until it got light out.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Blackula was good, though. I like. I, I, I actually have the DVD. I just want to see
1: the Blade Blackula spin-off, like the crossover, you know, or that's uh, Hunch- oh,
0: that's gonna be awesome Blackula. if that ever Blackula. happens. <laughs>
1: right.
3: i got jokes on their title nobody tries to produce that
0: (laughs) oh guys well guys uh, uh uh this has been such a good episode i think yes it's so fun and um well tomorrow i'm doing episode eight uh with Christy SQ Morris, uh, uh, Chris, uh, uh, Brittany's good friend, Christy, and Constance, Constance Goodrich, will be on um, again tomorrow. And then on su- Sunday, which is the last day of Stranger Things, I'm I'm excited but disappointed at the same time because I I really love this show. Uh, but um, I'll be doing that with all of my admins so,
1: so
0: yeah that's, that's gonna that's be a 35 you
1: know, interesting facts right
0: <laughs> no all just
1: five no
0: just five just five I promise just five <laughs> well guys this has been so fun and until tomorrow uh this has been Latrice Carter uh Pastor Kevin Stevens jamella galt Brittany ridgeway and joshua grant and we will see you guys later bye guys take care folks